Welcome to Creek Over Coffee. I'm your host, Keith Harrison, and each episode I speak to a fellow teacher from Cherry Creek High School in Colorado about their classroom strategies and experiences. Today we have Mike Gegline from the PE department. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Happy to sit and chat with you a little bit. Yeah, um, how are things going? Well, like everyone else in the world, it's been a little interesting. Um, teaching adventure with an online component um, has been a little bit interesting. Uh, it's pushed our ability, to, I think, to be a little more creative, which is something we do already. We try to push that creative boundary with our students in a lot of different ways. But as far as um, being creative with our classes, it's a whole new dynamic. And it's been pretty fun, actually. So, so what classes do you teach? So I've got, um, my, my schedule is a little bit complex. So in a nutshell, teaching adventure means that I teach a class called Adventure Challenge Course. So students can sign up for the regular Adventure Challenge Course class, which is our entry-level class, right? So we call it the Level 1 class. Um, we have two other Level 1 classes, um, one of them is taught by Teresa Morris. That's Adventure Challenge Course. I'm sorry, Adventure Outdoor Ed. Um, she also teaches Adventure Challenge Course. And Teresa also, Mrs. Morris, also teaches um, Adventure Water Sports. So those are our three level one classes. Now, out of the level one classes, um, students who are interested in taking the next step, the next level, um, are required to take what's called Adventure Leadership Training. So that's a a um, semester-long leadership training class and then upon successful completion of that class students can apply to come back as the third level in the program which is called an adventure leader and so adventure leaders after completion of ALT um, come back and essentially help teach the level one classes right and so my schedule back to your original question, what do you teach? Um, well, I teach adventure challenge course. Each of my adventure challenge course classes has an adventure leader class attached to it. So I have up to four leaders in that class. So two classes happening every period. And then I teach adventure leadership training, um, one class of the day, both semesters. And that class actually has a staff of adventure leaders that help to teach it as well. Wow. So... You know, it's a loaded question when people say, hey, you're a teacher, that's great. What do you teach? So I can give them the short answer, which is PE, <laughs> but I don't teach a bit of fitness, right? <laughs> I do fitness a lot, actually. Yeah. But, well, well, tell uh, us about the adventure itself. Like, What, what does that entail? Like, What, what are kids doing? Right. So in a normal world, um, we spend the first, boy, the first half of our class almost on the ground, and it's all about... Um, students getting comfortable with one another, meeting each other, um, creating relationships with, uh, with one another at a surface level, and then digging into activities that, that push those kids to work together pretty closely. Um, most of our group projects, you can equate it to a group project that happens within the class. You know, we don't send group projects home like some of the other classes might. But within the class, if you put a challenge out there, a creative challenge where students have to collaborate to finish that challenge and all kinds of dynamics come up, you know, differing opinions, different um, approaches to the sol solution, 
um, communication, personalities, they all clash at some point. Um, and we call that the storm in the class, right? There's, there's always a storm that happens at some point. And those kids, they have to work through that. Um, and those, those are fun times with what we call our group initiatives. On that section, after our intros, we go into group initiatives. And there's a whole trust level and trust building portion of our class that lasts for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, do you have students falling backwards into each other's arms? Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we do. That's the highest level that we get to. You know, the classic trust fall that people always, you know, um, kind of equate to that scenario. Not all classes get to that level. You know, we, we call that level four. Um, and there's certainly a lot of ground to cover in level one. And most of our application is, is level two and three, where um, there might be a, a problem-solving activity where people have to actually spot and lift and help each other over an activity or through an, through an obstacle. Um, and I think that's more valuable, actually, than some of those falling-type exercises. And, and uh, does most of this occur at this where you have all of those obstacles set yeah. up on campus, right? So Yeah. So our outdoor classroom has been awesome for us. Um, we were trying to hold all of our classes outside. And, you know, that that, re that helps us with some of the COVID, you know, situations and, and spacing. We try to maintain the spacing, but we can wash our hands out there and be a little more, um, I guess, just out of the building helps quite a bit with that. But the, the facility itself lends itself to presenting these challenges to the different groups that we work with. What are some of the examples of the, the actual obstacles? Yeah, to, to do? I'll share two with you. Um, the one's called Charlotte's Web, or it's it's a bungee cord spider web, basically. And there's a couple of different ways to do it. You know, you, you can actually lift each other through the from one side of the spider web to the other, um, create a process and a, and a procedure that's safe for lifting people really up and over your head. Um, through the web and to the other side. Um, and then probably my, and it's tough right now because of the touching situation, we can't really do that. But my favorite group initiative that involves a fair amount of trust and support is what we call our challenge walls. And it's a real wall with, with that's 12 feet tall or 14 feet tall with no holds on it. It's just basically boards. And the task is to get the whole group from one side of the wall up and over to the other side of the wall. Um, and there's nothing but lifting, pushing and pulling and strategizing to make that happen. My wife uh, took part a few years ago in, in a kind of race, I think it's called a mudder. Oh, yeah, a tough mudder. To and yeah, exactly. And, and I think all of the wall was, yeah. was one of the, the obstacles. It's very difficult. Yeah, some of the, sometimes you see those surface in other areas. Um, and I've done a couple of those tough mudder runs and, yeah, there's some very similar obstacles there, and people just random people end up helping each other in that that scenario. Yeah. Um, you mentioned water sports as mm -hmm. as a as a as an option for adventure. What 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 does that entail? So our pool, which is currently shut down right now, we have we usually have two water sports classes, and that's based with all of the team building games and activities, but in a pool environment, um, we have a fleet of stand up paddle boards. Um, and so that's a skill that is taught um, in there as far as paddling and ba balancing and care and all that. And then there's also a fleet of kayaks in there. So there's a whole myriad of kayaking skills that happen in the pool. Unfortunately, you know, we have this awesome body of water right next door with the reservoir, but we're not able to access any open water 
it's tough with our class period time, but the, the district doesn't allow us to do anything outside of our pool. And that's, that's always, or is that just now? Yeah, that's always that's been, always. um, you know, there was a, there's, it was a decision by risk management in the early two thousands when that happened. Otherwise before that we had a lot of Colt club activities or our Creek outdoor leadership training activities that went to moving and open water. Um, and since we're on that, tell us more about Colt Club. Yeah, you bet. So there's two extracurricular or co-curricular clubs that come out of the classes. One is SOAR, so Student Outdoor Adventure Representatives. Those are our high school challenge course facilitators um, that, that spawn out of that adventure leadership training class. And so they work with all the groups that come to the challenge course, um, whether they're from different schools or from our own school. Um, those are our facilitators. And then Creek Outdoor Leadership Training is Colt Club. And right now, the two main activities that happen in Colt Club are climbing team, um, which access our outdoor climbing wall and our indoor climbing wall. And they do have a whole season of competitions that, that happen. Um, so we're just getting started with that. And then the other team that's happening through Colt Club is uh, our mountain bike team. And so we have a, a group of riders that are participating with the Colorado High School Mountain Biking League. And uh, no, no race events this year, but uh, those are the two activities that are happening this semester. Normally, we have backpacking trips, rock climbing trips, um, peak ascent, uh, you know, anything that happens in the mountains that our student leadership of those clubs want to take on, um, then we'll, we'll put those out there. Does that include 14ers? It does. Our peak ascents fall in the 14ers. Um, in the wintertime, we have a snow school, so a winter camping scenario that happens. Um, and then one of our most popular and bigger trips that happen is our ice climbing trip down to um, the city of Uray. Uray. Yep. So we try to do some front range trips that lead up to that. Usually we try to get two ice trips around the Denver area if the ice is in um, and then head down there for, for, for a four day trip, really. Uh, Awesome opportunity. I always get to work that one, which is awesome. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Whenever I hear all these amazing things teachers here at Creek are doing, I kind of wish I was in high school again. <laughs> yeah. Had the same opportunities. Yeah, I never, I never had uh, an outdoor program like this. Um, probably in, in my personality, in my my world, being involved yeah. more with an outdoor environment growing up would have been a better thing. <laughs> and it seems like there, there are a fair number of schools that have at least partially similar programs, given that you're actually able to compete with other schools? Yeah, some. Um, not all high school teams have to be affiliated with a high school. Um, but, you know, it comes down to the administration. Fortunately, here, we've got incredible administrative support and a long history of this program here, where other schools um, and districts have to make a decision whether they want to take on that risk. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. Uh, and so I really appreciate the opportunity at this school to be able to have these programs. Sure. How long have you been teaching adventure? Boy, I tell you, um, I, my first year of teaching was uh, like 95, I think. And so after the, and I was working at Highlands Ranch High School and there was a climbing wall there in an outdoor program. And so I was like, man, this looks awesome. And so only a couple years into that, you know, the late 90, late, the late nineties is when I started teaching adventure, um, went on to get a master's in outdoor and experiential education and have been there ever since. So been around this world for over 20 years. That's great. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the, the big changes that, that you've made or, or even just seen over the years to, to the, to the course and the program? Yeah. You know, the, the risk management's huge. Um, being able to manage and be really committed to, 
to the process and, and procedure of teaching this in a high school environment. Um, you know, early on, there's some there's some crazy stories about the first challenge courses that were built, and those those <laughs> those stories just make you cringe. Um, and so, the standardization of our industry, I think, has has made some huge strides. Um, safety and protocols have improved. The quality of gear out there has improved. The engineering behind it has improved. Um, it's been it it's not been a long road, but it's nice to see the recognition happening um, and the credibility happening for this type of um, concentration. Fantastic. Um, so, so getting a, a little more to kind of what's happening this year yeah. and, and even the last couple of days, because right now we're we're teaching cohort A synchronously, which is which is our first synchronous experience <laughs> this year. What what does that look like for adventure? Well, you get the feel that most of what we do is based on interaction, right? And even with the masks, um, a dynamic that's come up now that we've been online with our cohort A is I've gotten to see my students without a mask, you know, and I think that's true for everybody. Um, but the changes right now, we've had spent some time figuring out what can we do um, without having being able to touch each other and share equipment. Um, if we have to share equipment, how do we do that safely? Um, and then going to cohort A, how do we build an online virtual connection type activity uh, where we get input and we get other students to talk. Um, so very s basic and simple activities that we do on the challenge course, we've had to adapt um, to the environment right now. So for example, today, uh, my question was, if you could hold this class anywhere, anywhere you want to hold it in the world, you could beam us up and have us materialize somewhere, where would you have this class go? So it's little simple things of getting kids to react and give some input. So I took role that way and just went down my, and so every person had to speak, right? And had to have some input. Um, so it's pretty superficial, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found that there were moments today and yesterday where I felt like I was just speaking into the void. Yeah. And, you know, later I would get feedback from students and realize, okay, they're still there, but sometimes it's you don't know, you know. You don't know, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was face to face quite a bit on our on our um, platform. Today there was a slideshow involved, and I and we chose to show a short video on climbing technique just to keep with our theme. Um, and, and you're right, you know, I had to communicate with my leaders and be like, "Hey, how's this going?" <laughs> yeah. so. um, just one kind of just general wrap, wrap up question. Sure. Um, just for for any kind of year you teach this, what 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 do you want your kids to leave your class? Yeah, you know, take it with them and, you know, years to come. it's a big question because I think people leave our class with a lot of different influences. Um, I often say to our classes, there's there's two types of people at this school, people who have taken an adventure class and know what that environment's about and gone the course and people who haven't. Those that have have experienced, we hope, um, some connection with some other students at a different level. Um, you walk onto that challenge course and you look up there more than half of those kids look at that and be like, man, I'm, that's not for me. I'm not going up there, you know? Um, and we get some people who are adventure seekers that want to do that freely, but realizing that they can take on a challenge. And in, in our, in our case, in, within a supported environment, um, take on that challenge and, and do quite well with it and discover that they're capable of doing some things that they didn't think they were capable of. And then, you know, the last part of that would be, you know, we hope to, 
instill a skill that a lifelong skill when you once you learn how to belay and you know how to climb um people tend to stick with it and come back to it every now and then or regularly mm-hmm. and that's great for colorado too. yeah sure the opportunities. <laughs> all right mike thanks so much i appreciate it yeah i really re- appreciate the opportunity to sit and chat with you thanks for doing these